Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Hello. Hello, is there anybody out there? I don't know what I'm hearing. It's like a fuzz. I don't know. I walked into this room and there's no one here. There's just a microphone. I thought about singing. I thought about maybe reciting some poetry, but I don't know any. So I didn't. Actually, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Here we are. You found the right place. You at the right place. You at the right time. Glad to have y'all. I said y'all. I'm thinking of my my homies down south. Y'all are, poof, man, I, I don't know. I've never seen a culture just so absolutely slammed than southerners i just i gotta be honest it's it just it's just uh it, it drives me crazy seriously it drives me crazy the good southern people are now being made to believe that they're worthless they're all racist by the way everyone hey by the way we're live i don't know if you know that we are live on the radio. So last week, I don't know how many of you listened. Well, I do know how many of you listened. That's a big fat lie. I do know how many listened because we get numbers. And we are creeping up to the half a million mark, which I cannot believe. I just I just don't know. I don't know how that's happening. It's, um, I don't know what I'm doing, really, to be honest with you. I'm just talking to you all. I'm just trying to put some stuff out there that you might find interesting and uh, try to help motivate people to do stuff. I'm going to just be right up front with you. Today's show um, is still forming itself (laughs) because I'm very frustrated. Uh, There's so much going on. I, I almost don't even know where to even start. But uh, let's just see here. Let's just get started here. I want to welcome everybody. Welcome to all the warfighters, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine services standing on the line for us. Welcome to the United States Marines from the Tidewater area. 
Welcome also to the United States Army Rangers and Ranger instructors listening in today from all over the world. Rangers lead the way. Hello to the Navy SEALs listening. I thank you for your messages, even though I cannot post any of them. I do appreciate it. Uh, last week I said I had, let's take a look at the email. Let's just go over here and negotiate our email and look at our email box. Well, the email box says, last week I had uh, 40,000 unread emails, I think I told you, and this week I have 73,537. I don't know if you folks know or if you're listening, but I'm not good with the email. So maybe you could send me a message through the website. That would be better. Uh, TheNinjaPastor.com, TheNinjaPastor.com. We are glad to have you go there. There's all kinds of content there. Um, On the TogiNet site, and we'll give you a link and all that stuff. You're obviously here on not TogiNet. What am I saying? That's where I used to be. Um, we did probably, uh, well, not probably, we did a year's worth of shows on something called TogiNet. Uh, that was our first foray into radio. And uh, so we have 52 one-hour shows, 1.4 gigs. And so we're trying to find a way to put it on the website. I don't know that there is a way uh, because I'm technically not very savvy, but um, anyway, uh, we're, it's available on iTunes. Uh, I, I think you just search the Ninja Pastor or Dr. Sean Greener, and it's there. It's also here on blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. So it should, be, should all be here. Well, that said to say, I would love to have you listen to all that. Uh, there's old stuff. There's, there's these shows uh, since being on Blog Talk Radio, which we've loved. We've really enjoyed it. Uh, they have been amazing. Blog Talk Radio has been amazing. So we've got some new stuff coming up, and we're very excited about that. But today, I got to tell you, I'm just I'm fired up. I'm mad. Um, I'm not. You know, it's not out out of the ordinary mad. Uh, it is. Um, it's a normal mad. Because honestly, folks, uh, our country is just on fire. We're just on fire, and I don't mean on fire in the good way. There's just countless things to talk about, countless things to think about, countless things to do something about in America today. And I have to say, I wonder why people aren't asking this more, and maybe they are, I just don't hear them. But why? Why are there so many things going on? Why Why did? Why do there seem to be so many things going on, all of which is negative, all of which is detrimental? Detrimental to our liberty and freedom, and it's and it's globally it's global reach. It, it's actually there's so much going on. It's actually difficult to name all the disasters that are going on in the world today. We're we're being inundated by self-induced destruction. I guess today I just want to I want to try to come to some sort of conclusion or at least tap into what are our options? What can we do? How can we survive this? I mean, what are some of the things going on? I mean, you've got uh, you've got the assault on liberty and freedom like never before. You've got our military being attacked, literally and figuratively, and and being disarmed and 
and emasculated. You've got ISIS running amok. You've got Islam running amok, protected class. You've got welfare being abused, all kinds of lies going on with that. You've got this confederate, and we're going to talk about this, the confederate flag. Hey, I'm from the South, y'all. I had a little, little, little um, what do they call that, Freudian slip? Confederate fag. I don't use that term, but it just was funny. It came out that way. Confederate flag. Hey. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't, I have good friends that are gay and they don't talk like that. So, but it is, you know, it's an imitation. It's a, it's a bit character. Uh, you've got the gay marriage issue. You've got, um, air quotes, gay marriage. Uh, Iran nuclear deal, which, folks, this is treason. I don't know, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people frustrated. Look, we, we, we hired we hired a, um, a con, air quotes, conservative Congress. We, we have the majority, yet we're as feckless as we were before. We don't wield our power very well, and, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm think it, I, I think it's starting to reveal now that, uh, that maybe the folks that are, some of the folks that are in, maybe even many of the folks that are allegedly conservatives uh, in Congress are less conservative than they allege. So you've got the religious freedom under attack. You know, it's not a gay or straight issue with the Christian Baker. We're going to talk about that. You've got uh, the Jade Helm thing going on. It's the largest scale uh, special operations, uh, air quotes, exercise ever in the history of this country on American soil. You've got the Bill Cosby. I don't know if I'm going to talk a whole lot about that. You've got the Bill Cosby deal going on. You've got the, the Second Amendment under attack like never before. Hey, you know, this California drought, it's not because it's not raining. It's not because it's rained any less. It's because the president and his minions uh they stop the water where the water flows they are controlling it they're shutting it down to create a a a global warming thing there's another there's another controversy the global warming deal you you've got again the feckless con- congress you've got trump now donald trump the billionaire um he uh he's saying what most of us feel many of us feel and even if you don't feel that, you got to like that somebody's finally saying cuz you know he's not he's not actually going to run for president. I mean, he's running for president, but he's not really running for pre- president. That's not really happening. You know that, right? He's doing this, but uh this is this is not. And I'm not saying he doesn't have some some good um good intention. I'm not saying that he's Wholly and completely, uh, uh, I don't know, how do I put this? Uh, I, I don't think his intent is, is all wrong, but I just want to say, um, my goodness, you know, he's he's saying things because he, he's saying them because he doesn't care. Uh, he, he doesn't care. It's not going to affect him, although it's cost him, by estimates, hundreds of millions of dollars already. Hundreds of millions of dollars already. And um, it's just a, it's just amazing, you know. I don't know. I don't have that kind of money. So... I don't have that kind of money to be able to lose hundreds of millions of dollars. 
But you know what? That's still real money. You don't get to be a billionaire by not caring about money, uh, not holding on to the money you have, not wasting money that you have. You you don't throw away money if you're a billionaire. You don't get to be a billionaire throwing away money. You don't get to be a billionaire not caring about the loss of a hundred or more million dollars. More than that, actually. But he's doubled down, and he he's doing what we should do on the right. As conservatives, I don't know necessarily on the right is the best way to uh, categorize it, but as conservatives, you know, we don't hold our ground. We're kind of wimpy. Uh, sorry to tell you that, but we are. Once we start winning, we, we retreat, <laughs> you know. Uh, just like in Iraq, uh, you know, Schwarzkopf, General Schwarzkopf, God rest his soul, um, he, you know, he said, look, you give us four more days and and we take Baghdad and, and this thing is over, 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 forever over. And uh, General Powell, former Secretary of State, talk about feckless uh, General Colin Powell, said, oh, no, the American people could never stand for that. And yet the American people were appalled, absolutely appalled, um, that he uh, – that, that the president stopped – we don't finish. We just don't finish. I, I don't know. I just don't know why we don't finish. We don't finish. We just quit. We quit. We 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 give up too soon. And 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 on the on the on the left, you know, they have one enemy. It's us. We have multiple enemies. We have each other because we vary in our opinion on something. One thing we may disagree on one thing, but yet we can't we can't find our way to uh, get it all together for the mission. By the way, chat is open. FYI, welcome, welcome. Hope you all can hear me. I'm typing welcome even as we speak with multiple exclamation points because I mean it, and I do appreciate it. So uh, anyway, it's just so much going on. You guys know. I mean, it's just it's so you live in this world. Uh, you've got all this uh, illegal immigration. You've got uh, racism being fomented. It's, it's you know, this guy, this Obama guy, he was supposed to be the, the uniter. But I remember saying way back when, well before he was elected, look, this guy, this guy's not uniting anything. He's not a uniter. He's a divider. And you know now today, thank you, uh, Jerry from PA, um, for reminding me. He today's commuting sentences for for felons. He's not a uniter; he's a divider. He's he's he is a hardcore racist. I've never seen anybody reject their white heritage so aggressively than this guy. Ever? I mean, I never have. I, I know lots of people that are that are uh, biracial or multiracial. I've never seen anybody reject. One aspect of their heritage, like this guy, never before, never before. You've got Secretary of State, uh, former Secretary of State uh, Hillary Clinton. Clinton, she's running for um, she's running for president. Uh, it's the strangest campaign I think ever, and and she's guilty. She's absolutely guilty. If for nothing else, killing four Americans at Benghazi. You say Benghazi, Benghazi. I don't know what that is. It's some place in Libya, I guess. Uh, 
Well, it, it should matter to you. It should matter. It absolutely should matter to you because she's done nothing but lie. This woman is nothing but a committed, avowed liar. That's what she does is she lies. And people die all around her. We've got extortion 17. You know, I, I in a moment I'm going to talk to you real briefly about Gold Star uh, families and and uh, some of those I've met through extortion 17. And, and I can tell you that uh, that ought to appall you. That ought to make you mad. It ought to make you, you should just never even let that rest. But for whatever reason, we don't. I've said before, uh, you know, there's a Gold Star dad that, uh, he has a saying. He said, look, America's not at war. The American soldier's at war. America's at the mall. And you know what? That's true. I'm trying to get comfortable. I can't seem to get comfortable in my seat here, my throne. You know, America's just, it's not at war. It's, it, it is at war, but it's not. I mean, mentally, we're not at war. By the way, congratulations to the United States women uh, women's soccer soccer team, the national team, for really crushing in the uh, in the final. It was amazing. What an amazing, amazing final! Uh, just a, a truly dominant performance. Absolutely uh, awesome. I love soccer. I love soccer for women. Most people um, that know me really well will will you know they'll they'll. I used to be a coach, and I love the idea of coaching women. Women are better. To coach than than men, uh, and frankly, I like watching women's softball, uh, NCAA uh, college w- World Series. I love that. Oh, try to watch that every year. I love watching women's soccer. It's just a more pure game. They have a great attitude. They're not always flopping all over the place. All this flopping that the that the men do, and the men play hard. They go after it hard. But man, I got to oh, just all this flopping anyway. Doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about today. But but congratulations to them. Props to you. But you've got religious persecution going on. You've got uh, Muslims are are taking precedence over uh, just regular citizens. I mean, and and yet you look in France, you know, people were leaving church. Christians and Catholics were leaving church, and they got attacked by a mob of Muslims. But we don't hear anything about that here. Why aren't we hearing anything about that? Why isn't that huge national news? Because that's not what you what they want you to know. You've got the situation with Greece. I don't know how much we're going to be able to talk about that, but you've got the situation with Greece. Look, Greece is the United States. Soon to be. Greece is the United States. This is this is what's coming for us. We're still there. We're there, but American press is is really underplaying. We got fake money running around. We've got pretend money. Let's print more money. You know, I don't know much about the whole GMO thing, so I'm not going to say I'm not going to say much about it. Um, I just, you know, I'm 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 I don't want to say purposely uninformed. But I just, you know, you can only do, I wrote an article for As a Mom. If you go to As a Mom, I think it's asamom.com. Some time ago I wrote an article called Pick Three to Be Free. 
And one of the things, if you go there, you can search the archive and find it there. But, um, you know, they asked me to write an article, and, and that's, you know, busy moms are a great example of, of of American society. Everybody's so busy. We're just all so busy. Busy, busy, busy. And you've got to decide what all you're going to do. Pick three. Pick three issues. And, and and for me, you know, the GMO, adding that to it, I just couldn't add one more thing. For real. For real. Couldn't add one more thing. I just, you know, it's it's not in my background. I love organic, healthy food. And I like to be as healthy as I can be. Uh, you know, I'm swimming upstream with all of what's happened in my life and going on. But, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have. And, and you know, I try to put as healthful food in my body as I can. So I don't, you know, I can't go into great detail on it because I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know some. But I don't like the idea of genetically modified food. I like the idea of real food. You know, the situation in Israel, you know, Israel's fired back up again. There's there's more stuff going on. You've got the Lutheran Church with all their little peace, little peace dove things running around, and yet they're Sponsoring flotillas going into Gaza. And when the ships are boarded by uh, the uh, the army of Israel, they're finding, you know, hundreds of guns, hundreds of thousands of pounds of ammunition, millions of dollars. You know, they're, they, look, they're for, what, are you kidding me? They're for peace, but they're they're arming them? It's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. It's incongruent. Then you have all the flag burning and then the flag changing and all that stuff. Uh, you've got spouse. I, I hereby, you know, your spouse. And sp- I'm going to talk more about that instead of husband and wife. I do weddings, so I am a pastor, so, you know, that affects me. Anywho. I want to welcome the uh, the Gold Star families. Listen, I you know while I'm at this microphone, while I have this show, while I write and travel around the country. By the way, if you want me to come and talk to your organization, I do keynote speeches. I do all kinds of different speeches. I speak in churches. I preach. If you want to do that, then you contact us through the website theninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com, and uh, use the contact us thing, and then the booking people will. Get a hold of you, and and we'll we'll work out all the details. So, you know, look, the Gold Star families—that's a fraternity nobody wants to be in. Nobody wants to be in that group. Nobody. And I want you to know, I treasure you, and I stand with you. In America, you need to know that there's people in your own town. They've lost their children, their spouses, their parents, aunts and uncles, in the wars we're fighting right now. More than pray for them, which I always say pray for them, that's important. Look for opportunities to serve them and, and with them. 
every week I give a shout out uh, to the Gold Star families all across the United States, but specifically to the Michael Strange Foundation, America's Mighty Warriors, and Operation 300. Charlie, Marianne Strange, you guys are awesome. Hill Group, Sean and Angie, you guys are patriots. You put the you in USA, and, and to all the other great volunteers there at at the Michael Strange Foundation, America's Mighty Warriors. Listen, Debbie Lee, you're not to be believed. Mama Lee, they call her. She's a great friend not only to the special ops community but also to uh, combat troops and returning combat troops and their families. Just absolutely amazing. She's an amazing lady. Love her like a sister. Karen and Billy Vaughn, you know, they wrote the book uh, Extortion 17. It's a phenomenal book. If you don't have it, it's sitting right here on my desk. They've been on the show many times. All of them have been on the show. Great friends to the show, and, and we want to help support and encourage you to um, – really get behind them wherever you can. But we thank you all for taking up the fight. Means a lot to us. Means a lot to us. So what do you think, America? Do you do you really think Do we really do we really know all we need to know? about what's going on in the country? Do we get little snippets here and there that confuse us, that throw us off? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I told you I'd tell you how to subscribe to this. I'm going to tell you now. Here you go. Give it a listen. Hey, happy warriors. This is the Ninja Pastor. Every week I tell you about the Student Rights Handbook, a guide to constitutionally protected religious freedom on campus. Remember where this comes from. This comes from the Alliance Defending Freedom. If you go to alliancedefendingfreedom.org, you will be able to download one of these PDFs for free. They'll also send you a Student Rights Handbook for free in print, nice spiral bound. Tells you all about the, the rights that your children, your neighbor's children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, any of your friends have, including teachers, that might be in the public school system. What rights do individual students have to express their faith at school? What rights do religious clubs have to access secondary school facilities? What can students, coaches, teachers do as a part of religious clubs on campus? That's the thing. What rights do you have? Folks, you don't know until you read this. You don't know that your rights, your children's rights, are being taken away. Alliance Defending Freedom More, go to Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a quick little link there. While you're there, click on like, click on sign up. We'd be glad to have you. Thank you. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is a Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows, anywhere we're appearing, and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, happy warriors. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again 
is Dr. Sean. Thank you, Mr. Barker. You know, if I had a voice like that, I'd walk around talking like that all the time. I really would. People would hate me even more than they already do. Apparently, people hate me a lot. I get a lot of hate mail. I'm so friendly and so so nice. I am nice. If you met me, you'd love me. Well, I don't know about all that. You'd like me, okay. All right, you'd tolerate me. So look, folks, our society is changing, and, and whether you like it or not, it's changing. But the question is, you know, and this has been just running around my mind, and I have to thank our our uh, our super top researcher, champion researcher, for a lot of this information. But do you know why? Do you know why everything is changing? Why is society changing so dramatically? I mean, it's nuts. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Barack Obama is going to be the first sitting president to president to visit a federal prison. He's set to tour Oklahoma's El Reno Correctional Institution on Thursday. First sitting president ever. Well, all right. I don't know why he's going there. I don't know. Makes no sense to me. So, boy, so much stuff. Hey, uh, this will be fun. Let's let's examine. I'm um, coining a phrase called racial greed. Racial greed. Let's examine some racial greed for a second. Hey, you guys remember? I talked about this a fair amount. You remember Eric Garner? that name ring a bell? Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Uh, he's like the, he's the 400-pound guy. Remember, he's a huge guy. I think we said he was 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, something like that, 400 pounds. He died while being arrested for illegally selling cigarettes. I think it was on Staten Island, maybe. You know, there, there was the big hue and cry. Just ridiculous just it was just such a hue and cry the guy had been arrested many many times for selling cigarettes illegally uh he was literally right in front of the store one of the stores he stole cigarettes from and and uh he was stealing sales from this store and and, and all these people on the street they were like oh come on you know you can't do this you gotta cut us a cut us some slack here homie by the way he didn't die from being choked out that that's that's the thing that's most frustrating. He died as a result of a heart attack. And oh, by the way, he had a litany of self-induced health problems. Not that the truth matters. That doesn't matter. So it just came out, I think today, a $5 million settlement. $5 million. Apparently the family of uh, the heartbroken family of Eric Garner, that's not going to be enough to help them. They say they rejected it. A source familiar with the ongoing negotiations between controller Scott Stringer, New York City controller. He's a guy that handles the money. Should be comptroller, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, this is a newspaper article, so nowadays, you know, the writing is not so great. 
but the the family of the Staten Island man, Eric Garner, killed by an NYPD cop, uh, say that his widow, Esau Garner, uh, turned down the hefty offer last week. Look, that's a lot of money. She gets... Uh, she has to pay out 33% of that, so she gets the, the remainder. That's a lot of money. It's more money she'd ever seen in her lifetime. But you know when, when, you, when you die while in the custody of the police, the police didn't kill him. Just like the guy in Baltimore, Freddie Gray, the police didn't kill him. He died while in police custody, but the police didn't kill him. Look, if you know you have a, a, a bad heart disease and you know you have clogged arteries and you know that you're severe diabetic and you know that you have COPD and all this other stuff, as Eric Garner uh, knew that he had, you knew you had all these problems. Oh, and by the way, you knew you were on drugs. Should you really fight with police or should you just go, you know what, you got me, and put your hands behind your back and go, you know, get your little ticket. This is right, your little ticket. Wouldn't you? I would. That's what I would do. I'm not that big, by the way. I'm losing weight. Trying to get in good health here. So anyway, so the the source uh, said that the Garner family attorney, Jonathan Moore, is urging the family. Now, now, now hang on a second now. Don't, Don't miss that. This is kind of important. The source said the Garner family attorney. Now, this is their attorney, Jonathan Moore is urging the family to accept the $5 million and then seek more money through a separate lawsuit against EMTs from Richmond University Medical Center. So they're suing multiple people. But they're going to get paid, y'all. Somebody going to pay me for my suffering and my sorrow. So they were captured on video failing to give Garner 43 medical treatment, neither oxygen nor CPR, as he died at their feet July 17th. 2014. Wonder why? Wonder why they didn't do that. They're just mean. They were there was black people there. You know this, right? Oh wait, the person in charge was a female. Highest ranking person there was a was a, a black person. So is it racism? I don't. I don't know. So suing everybody. Negotiations are expected to continue until Friday when a statute of limitations requires the family file a wrongful death lawsuit. The family said that it intends to sue the city for $75 million because that's what it's going to take. $75 million, that's what it's going to take to help all these other people who are being abused. You know, Black Lives Matter, that's going to help everybody else. Because that's, that's why, because they, they want, you know, it's important. The $5 million offer would have been the largest wrongful death settlements, one of the largest wrongful death settlements stemming from a, a uh, I hate the way this article is written, from a killing by NYPD cops. First of all, the, as I said, the NYPD didn't kill this guy. He killed himself. Jonathan Moore, the attorney, family attorney, declined to comment on Sunday. He saw Garner refuse to talk about the negotiation, as did a spokesman for Stringer. But last week, Esau Garner told the Daily News she is disgusted by the United States justice system. By the way, the head of the DOJ is a black lady. She took over for a black guy. 
you know, who works for the president of the United States, who's a black guy. A Staten Island grand jury opted not to indict Officer Daniel Pantaleo last year, triggering protests around the country. <laughs> this is what she says. It seems like because they didn't prosecute the officers on Staten Island, all the other officers were like, hell, we'll get away with it. Let's just do it again. She said, reflecting on the recent wave of police killings of an unarmed black, un, of unarmed black men across the country. Recent killings. So Michael Brown gets killed. That's a killing of an unarmed black man. You know, I don't know, folks. Freddie Gray, yeah, you know, maybe they should have strapped him down. I don't know. He was kicking and flailing and all that other stuff. Flinging himself around. They weren't driving strange. The other guy in the the other prisoner, also a black guy, he said, no, they didn't drive strange. They didn't drive crazy. It was very normal. The guy was flinging himself around. Let me tell you something. Having been a police officer, and I know lots and lots of police officers, black or white, police officers do not want anything like this to ever happen in their career. Because you never live it down. You're most likely going to be fired. You're most likely going to lose everything. By the way, one civil rights lawyer not involved in the case said, hey, this officer's a good one. This offer was a good one, this $5 million officer offer. In the gamut of wrongful death cases, it's a very substantial offer, the lawyer said. The lawyer noted that the wrongful death settlements are sometimes perceived as being low and that the law restricts the amount that can be recovered. Settlements are quantified by calculating the victim's conscious pain and suffering as well as the loss of family income. The conscious pain and suffering in the Garner case was probably about a minute, the lawyer said. Garner was known to police officers for selling loose cigarettes, a hustle that didn't likely yield big bucks. By the way, were you aware that he was on um, public assistance? Did you know that? Yeah. Getting his tax-free hustle on, but he was on public assistance. You know, one of the headlines of this, I always like this. One of the headlines of this is, a year with no justice. Eric Garner's family still awaits closure. You know, that's code for it. They're still awaiting the big lottery payday. Just so you know, that's what that means. Stringer, who has taken a more aggressive approach to settling claims against the city before they become lawsuits, has ample motivation to reach a deal. I think Stringer recognized that this case is highly politicized, and depending on the jury, there could be a very substantial reward that would be higher than typical than a typical wrongful death case, the lawyer said. An unusually high figure could be reduced upon appeal, but that might be less likely given the publicity surrounding the Garner case, the lawyer said. An additional incentive for the Garner family to settle is that the case might not go before a jury for years. You know how that's how it works. You know, this stuff takes a long time. And if those charges are brought, any civil case stemming from the death would be put on hold. That comes from the Brooklyn U.S. attorney is investigating Pantaleo's killing of Garner. I love this. this is, they're writing this like this is fact, when in fact it ain't fact. You wonder why everything's going sideways here. It's because people are uh, – people – I just don't get it. 
I just don't get it. I really don't, honestly. I don't get it. I wish that I did. I wish that I did. I think it's important that I do. I do. I wish that I do. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how this is okay that the people writing these articles for the killing, Pantaleo's killing of Garner. Pantaleo didn't kill Garner. Anyway, story behind the video is other high-profile cases involving death at the hands of the NYPD cops were settled in three years at the least. So in other words, they're going to have to wait three years no matter what. The family of Anthony Baez agreed to a $3 million settlement in 1998. He died of asphyxiation shortly after, ooh, here we go, a rogue cop, Francis Lavati, put him in a chokehold. Mm. The confrontation was the result of an errant football striking a police cruiser during a football game in 1994. Well, not necessarily. It's because the drunk guy fought the police officers. He went after him. You're not going to win. The family of Amadou Diallo agreed to a $3 million settlement from the city in 2004. The unarmed immigrant died in a barrage. Well, now, do, do we have a way of knowing whether or not my great research is out there? Was Amadou Diallo an illegal immigrant or was he a legal immigrant? Not that we go around killing people just willy-nilly, but that would be important to know. The unarmed illegal – I'm sorry. The unarmed immigrant, because I don't know if he was illegal – died in a barrage of 41 police bullets in the Bronx after cops mistook his wallet for a gun in 1999. Now, let me say this. A guy gets shot by a bunch of cops at one time, and there's no indication that he had a gun. I don't know the story behind this, so I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a President Obama. Look, I don't, know, I don't know the facts here, but and then say what I think. I don't know the facts. But I can tell you, if it was right for them to get a settlement, then great. If the NYPD did wrong, great. I know they're one of the most highly trained police police organizations in in the world. Often regarded as the best police organization. 35,000 officers. Everything isn't always going to go perfect. You know what I'm saying? So the heirs of Sean Bell, they won $3.25 million in 2010. The man was celebrating his bachelor party uh, when he was shot in a hail of over 50 NYPD bullets in 2006. One of Bell's friends who was wounded in the shooting settled for $3 million. Another pal was shot for 900000 Man, that's a lot. Thank you to, uh, to Philly Bob, 22-year-old immigrant uh, from Guinea, was shot and killed by four New York City Police Department, playing clothes officers Sean Carroll, Richard Murphy, Edward McMillan, Kenneth Boss. Officers fired a combined total of 41 shots, 19 of which shot Diallo outside his apartment in the Bronx. The four were part of the now-defunct street crimes unit. All four officers were charged with second-degree murder and acquitted at trial in Albany, New York. He was acquitted. So they had a trial, and he was acquitted, but that's not good enough. We're not really looking for justice here. You know that, right? You know that. It isn't about that. Just like this whole racism thing, it's not about that. 
It's not. It's not about that. This flag controversy, we're going to talk about that a little bit. It's not about that. It's not. You know it's not. Come on. You guys are smart people. I have the smartest audience ever. Trust me. By the way, thank you for all the people that downloaded yesterday's message. I do a church service on uh, Sundays whenever possible. Um, And if I'm traveling on a Sunday, then we try to broadcast it live. But we do a Sundays with Dr. Sean. And and if you go to uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor, or if you subscribe, you subscribe, you get a notification of all this anytime I'm, I'm speaking where it's going to be recorded. And uh, we do it live from, from 5.30 to 6.30 every single Sunday uh, that we're in town. And, and I'm telling you, it's big fun. But thank you. So many people. We're up over 24,000 who have downloaded that. We're on our way to 25,000. It's crazy. It's just a little kehalal that we, we do in um, Newark, Delaware, a great family um, hosts us, and they have this huge room, and it's just a blast. So if you want more information on that, you live in the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Listen, we have people that come. They live 63 miles from New York, and they come. Uh, we used to have a lady come from just outside of D.C. We have people come from far, far away. I don't know. I just get up there and do my thing, but uh, it's awesome. It's an honor to have these people there, and, and such great people uh, come every week and we do food and everything and it's just awesome. It's I don't even know how to explain to you. You have to go and experience it. Uh, people that have gone that that have been invited by other people, uh, they say, "Man, you just feel like your family." And I try to teach scripture from a, a very practical standpoint, but also very very accurate, as accurate as I possibly can, with a focus on Hebrew worldview. That's that's what I do. You know. That's what I do. So, so many messages coming in. Thank you all. Uh, very encouraging. Uh, but uh, so, so here's another one. Uh, the family of Ramarley Graham. I like it. I'm gonna change my name to that. Ramarley. I like it. Ramarley Graham settled their lawsuit against the city of Jan. The city in January for $3.9 million. The 18-year-old was shot by NYPD cop. They use cop. I hate that. Law enforcement officer or police officer, Richard Haste, in his Bronx home in a drug bust gone bad. Cop said Haste mistakenly thought Graham had a gun. Garner's mother, Gwen Carr, said the long, sad history of violence shows that justice still isn't being served. Oh, by the way, this drug bust... It was a drug bust going bad, but it was a valid drug bust because there was tons of drugs there. Tons of drugs. Garner's mother, Gwen Carr, said the long, sad history of police violence shows that justice still isn't being served. Cops, this is her, Gwen Carr, cops know basically nothing is going to happen to them. It doesn't matter if you wear blue jeans, a blue suit, or a blue uniform. If you commit a crime, you should be held accountable for that crime, she said. Now, let me say this. I agree with that. I agree with it. Oh, look, if 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 they do something wrong, they should be held accountable. Absolutely. Hey, we have a caller here. I'm going to have my hand on the X button here to see this not number I don't recognize. Keep it clean. Fair warning. Welcome to the Collision Hello. of Faith and Politics. Who do I have here? All right, you have John Gulbunny. 
Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about a few things you've uh, touched on on tonight. Awesome. Where are you calling me from? Awesome. Where are you calling me from? Uh, New York. New York, by way of somewhere else, because uh, that's not a New York accent that you got there. Hey, can you turn your, uh, uh, can you turn your computer down just a little bit? Uh, sure. Um, I moved here from uh, I moved here from England about three years ago. Awesome. How's it been for you so far? That's been good. I've actually encountered a lot of racism. For for being from England? Uh, yes. Hmm. How so? I mean, how does that happen? How do you encounter racism being from England? Most people in the United States love. Most people from the United States love people from uh, Great Britain. Yes, I know, but you know, in in New York, they're a little less friendly. Um, you know, just because you know, I carry around. Uh, an ISIS flag and wear a turban and say kill all Americans. You know they treat me differently. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine why they would do that. Wow. Oh, that's a shame. I don't think of who you say you are. Anyway, dumb people. What are you going to do? So the radical. I tell you what. Let's do. I tell you what. Let's do. This will be fun. Uh, I want to. Uh, I'm going to play something for you. I get asked about this every week, and I forget a lot. I forget a lot. So hang on. We're going to go out to commercial here. This is very important. Get your pen and paper. Uh, people say, oh, I didn't get a chance to write it down. So um, give a listen to this. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. So you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. 
They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's the Ninja Pastors number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You know, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there. And that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, note to the uh, goofy dude who just called in and keeps calling in. I'm not going to pick up your number. I have a lock on it, and I'm going to keep deleting it because you're an idiot. You're dumb. And you're not going to get a mouthpiece. Uh, you're not getting an opportunity to use my show as a mouthpiece. Not going to happen, weirdo. The radical gay agenda SCOTUS decision. That's the Supreme Court of the United States. Recent decision on gay marriage and the subsequent bum rush to find applicable opportunities to expand the gay agenda. For example, the words husband and wife were deleted from California law last year in order to accommodate same-sex marriage. Under new legislation proposed by 23 Democrats, the Amend the Code for Marriage Equality Act would apply this law federally. Gender-neutral terms such as spouse would be used. Representative Lewis Capps, a sponsor, rightly points out that our values as a country are reflected in our laws. The terms used cannot continue to reflect our prejudice and discrimination. By the way, just for fun, are you aware that in 2012 my super top crack researcher uh, told me this? I actually didn't know this, but in 2012 a Queen James Bible was published. No, you didn't know? I'm glad I'm not the only one. It didn't really catch on. Here's just just so you know. Hey, let me say this too. Um I want to I really want to uh, I, I don't know, I press this this. Um I, I want to be clear, I have gay friends, I have gay relatives, and I'm uh you know, I really I'm telling you if if I was somewhere where my my gay friends and my my gay relatives were there and uh you know i just for whatever reason somebody came in and was treating them uh, irresponsibly or ignorantly i wouldn't stand for it you guys understand that i wouldn't stand for it i wouldn't allow it you know i'm not going to have somebody acting weird nobody's going to be around me that's wearing ridiculous clothing or lack thereof just because they feel like they can, celebrating. Look, the whole sexuality thing, first of all, I don't want anybody in my bedroom 
and I don't want to be in anybody else's bedroom. Okay, this none of my business. You know, when people go out there and they say, you know, I'm standing up for what I believe in because I'm gay. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't care. It's your business. You do your thing. But I don't want it shoved in my face. I don't run around having sex outside in public in front of a bunch of people and say, oh, look, I'm heterosexual. You know, I just, folks, this is not about, this is not about equality. This isn't about that. You're falling for it if you think that it is. Now, do I think that there are a lot of people who are gay who say, look, you know, I just, I don't want to be in the, uh, I don't want to be in the public eye. I don't want to be, you know, I just want to do my thing. Folks, you know, this whole gay wedding thing, and we just want the same rights, and we want to be able to go in the hospital room, and you would think that's a really big deal, but it's really not. Because for $125, all you do is you file legal paperwork, you can do yourself, on a website, the legal website, you all know who I'm talking about. You go there, you pay $125, and you have a durable power of attorney and a health care power of attorney. You can do it yourself. You don't even need a lawyer. Bada boom, bada bing. You take that with you, there you have it. You can't be denied. $125. You can have civil ceremonies, but why do we have to call it a wedding? Oh, well, we just want to be able to get married just like everybody else. Well, newsflash, marriage, the the concept of marriage is a religious thing. So if you're not religious, why do you want to follow religious ideology and religious convention? It doesn't make any sense. Something you're so against, why do you want to be part of it? Well, it's not really about that. But I do know people that say, hey, look, you know, I just want to be able to emphasize my commitment. I know gay people have been married for, you know, their, their, their term married committed, I should say, to each other for 25 years. And they're some of the nicest people you ever met in your life. I mean, straight up, y'all. But I have to say, all this business about, you know, look, by the way, thank you all for following me on Twitter at the Ninja Pastor, at the Ninja Pastor is is how you follow me. I'd love that if you do that. Thank you. Look, it, it, it's not about equality. Not about that. But by the way, I have to make a note here uh, to modify what I say when I perform weddings because I'm an ordained pastor, a seminary degree, multiple. And now I pronounce you spouse and spouse. Look, they're trying to make it the law. You Look, people say, well, it doesn't, you know, they're not going to force that on you. They're forcing a a couple that doesn't want to make another couple a cake, a client a cake. They're forcing them to make the cake or pay $135,000. By the way, there's there's a false, this is a fact check for you. Billy Hallowell uh, checked this on July 13th. He published this uh, clarifying some things. There's a false claim circulating on so- social media about the Christian bakers who declined to make a gay wedding cake. They were fined. Now, this is true. They were fined 
But uh, there's a story that was published, and it kind of went nuts all over social media. Oregon bakers weren't fined over cake. They were punished for sharing the lesbian couple's home address. But that claim isn't true. The short, ap- the short answer, but is that claim true? The short answer is absolutely not. As has been widely reported, Aaron and Melissa Klein, owners of Sweet Cakes by Melissa, an Oregon bakery, which let me can I just say I don't, I don't know how many listeners I have from Oregon. We're approaching. By the way, tell your friends we're approaching 500,000 listeners of this show. Um, I don't know how. I have no idea. It's it catches me by surprise. It caught me by surprise. We debuted um, when we were on Toginet. We debuted at 114,000 listeners. A hundred. I don't even. I don't even know how to advertise. And it's not that I'm some big guy. Um, I don't know. I, I I just I wish I could I wish I could know because then I would do more of it. But I don't even know what it is. But I'm appreciative. But you got to subscribe because you know what? The numbers don't count for advertisers or anything like that. Doesn't make a hill of beans to them until it's subscribers. They want subscribers. That's just that's just how it is. And Twitter followers. So anyway, um, Melissa Klein. And, and and Aaron Klein, her husband, were fined $135,000 in compensatory damages for emotional, mental, and physical suffering. Now, this is in Oregon, folks. And like I said, I don't know how many I have in Oregon. But somehow or another, whew, it's crazy there. Crazy. Seriously. Judges are are off the off the reservation. They're not rendering judgments. They're they're being crazy, crazy. So so this couple was fined by a crazy judge for compensatory damages for emotional, mental, and physical suffering after they declined to make a wedding cake for Rachel Cryer Bowman and Law Bowman Cryer. Okay, there we go. Nowhere in the official order does it say that publishing the complainant's address led to the damages. In fact, the document makes it patently clear that the judgment was imposed as a result of the refusal with Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries Communication Director Charlie Burr telling the blaze in a statement over the weekend that the denial of service was indeed what led to the $135,000 sum. By the way, they're trying to take their house now. The damages are outlined in the order and directly relate to the couple's suffering as a result of the denial of services and unlawful discrimination, Burr said. No damages were awarded as a result of any media coverage. By the way, this was a setup. They shopped bakers. They chose this couple because they were a small, overtly Christian, but very kind. Other people have said these people are nice people. They're nice to everybody. They were nice to this couple. In fact, in the deposition, this couple, this gay couple said they're very nice people. But they just can't tell us no. I don't want you make me a cake. I want to get more icing. I want those little jimmies on it. And those little mini chocolate chips and whipped cream. By the way, have you guys ever had an ice cream cake? Have you ever had that? Oh, I, I talked to somebody that they never had an ice cream cake ever in their life. Never. Ever. 
Ooh, ice cream cakes are so good for rurals. So, you know, kind of baby-like to go in there. Well, they won't serve us. You know what? There were Muslim bakeries. Why don't they go to them? You know what the Muslim bakery said? No. We're not doing it. That's for real, y'all. So where did the claim originate that the bakers were fined over the sharing of the couple's address on Facebook? Where did that Where did that originate? You have to understand the nuances of the case to know. The address issue was briefly mentioned during the case with Aaron Klein telling The Blaze on Sunday that he did post a copy of the official complaint waged against Sweet Cakes by Melissa on this Facebook page in February of 2013. That's when all this happened. An act that Rachel Cryer Bowman and Laurel Bowman Cryer reportedly pushed back against. Oh, they didn't want people to see the official legal complaint, which, by the way, is public record. You file a complaint, it's public record. At that time, Klein said he didn't realize that the complaint, which was filed by the couple, included the woman's address. I received that in the mail, the complaint from, again, this is public complaint, even in the ruling, it's a matter of public record, he said. My Facebook account was only a month and a half old at the time. Klein said that he uploaded the document as a knee-jerk reaction to his Facebook page, where he said he only had a few friends at the time, writing an accompanying message akin to, here's what happens when you decline a cake for a same-sex wedding. I did not even realize the address and phone number was on there. He said, I got it around noon, I put it on my Facebook Facebook page around two. Facebook got a complaint from the couple's attorney, and Facebook pulled it down before five. They pulled my page down. Now, let me ask you something. Why? By the way, Facebook, when you're on, and I'm on Facebook, go to Facebook and like God and Country Radio, Sean. Um, he uh, He's pretty freaking awesome. The dude is awesome. He uh, He does, I don't know how he does all of what he does, but he does so much in this God and Country Radio. It's Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click on like, but a boom, but a bang, you're there. And click on like, and then click on sign up while you're there. Be good for you to do. Doesn't cure cancer, but you know that's a whole separate issue. There, there's a meme. By the way, uh, I want to thank thank uh, David Steiny Steinhelfer. Helfer. Uh, there's a meme out there that has a picture of a of a, uh, a a rainbow arm and rainbow gun to the back of the head of a guy with a cross around his neck that says um, gay rights. 1995, we want tolerance. 2005, we want equality. 2015, bake the f and cake, bigot. I mean, that's reality. That's just reality. That's what we're facing. We're being forced. This couple's being forced. They're being forced, and it's it's not right. Whether you agree with the, the homosexual lifestyle or not, these people weren't aggrieved in the sense that, you know, uh, by the way, thank you for these great messages. It's awesome. You guys are awesome. Uh, very encouraging. Um, they're, they're aggrieved because they went looking. If they went to a Muslim bakery and they they do exist folks they they do exist anyway 
the, trust me, the, the Muslim bakery, they wouldn't give them anything. They'd show them the edge of a blade. They'd kick them out. Well, there's lots of them on film. You go to YouTube and you can see all of them where, where people are going in pretending to be gay or maybe they are gay and saying, hey, we want a cake, a wedding cake. Can you make us a wedding cake? And they say no. Where's the outrage? Where is the outrage, folks? I just don't know. I just don't know. But Facebook, look, if you're on Facebook and you think that Facebook is somehow free speech, it's got none that you sign away your free speech. You sign away your rights. I'm on it. I'm on Facebook, but I realize at any point in time, and believe me, they've taken the posts that I've done. They've taken posts uh, down that I've done. Absolutely. It, it's a... Uh, Facebook is not, I don't believe, uh, protected. It's a private entity. But you say, well, Facebook, it's not a, uh, it's not a protected entity. Then, then I don't understand. Then, then why are you? And then, what's going on with these declines? What's going on with them? Are, are, how come they're not allowed to serve who they want? It's a private, little private business. Well, this is what he said on uh, February 2nd. Klein said that he quickly apologized over the issue and that the original posting of the complaint was removed just hours after he uploaded the document. Now, remember, this is just a husband and wife bakery. This is a little tiny, little mini Christian. It's just tiny. So he apologized and, and uh, all of that, and on February 2nd, 2013, he did a post that said, I was just notified that the complainant's info was on that document I posted. I totally didn't think about that. It was a mistake, and I apologize. I hope nobody used it for anything bad. These are nice people. While he said that publishing the address as part of the complaint was unintended, Klein claims that a supporter of Rachel Cryer Bowman and Laurel Bowman Cryer subsequently uh, I'm sorry, intentionally posted his home address and phone number along with a message that read, let's hope this is the right info and let's get it out there like they laurels, which apparently they didn't spell check or check their, their typing. Regardless, the fine didn't play a big role in the final decision in the matter. The address was never part of the fine. It's, it's a no-start issue for them, Klein affirmed, though they were initial, there were initially calls to find the bakers over media interviews that they did in the aftermath of the couple's complaint. This would have presumably been part of that. In the end, though, these issues ended up not leading to damages. They asked for $150,000 just for the refusal, he said, noting that that was decreased by 15000 to 135000 this raw story uh, published a correction over the weekend and amended its headline to read, Oregon Bakers Forced to Pay 135000 After Sharing Lesbian Couples' Home Address, which is not true. An earlier version of this article contained a significant error that resulted from failure to distinguish the difference between the agency's recommendation and the commissioner's final ruling. The correction read, the bakers were not, as previously reported, 
punished for threats by others against the couple as a, as the agency had recommended. They were ordered by the commissioner to pay damages to the couple for emotional harm caused by their unlawful discrimination. Speaking just hours before the July 13th deadline that the bakers were given last week to either hand over the money, get on a payment plan, or request a stay that would delay payment while the appeals process unfolds, Klein was resolute. We're not paying anything tomorrow, he said. I couldn't if I wanted to. While $348,000 has been raised so far via crowdfunding by supporters of the Kleins to help them pay the damages, something that Klein said he and his wife feel very good about, he said that he has no plans of simply cashing out and backing down. Klein said that he and his wife are looking at every avenue and that his big concern is over other business owners who will face similar issues. People will use this as case law if I let the precedent stand that they will do this. Somebody else will get hit, Klein said. I'm not just fighting for the freedom of Aaron and Melissa Klein. I'm fighting for every American. Meanwhile, the White House, you know, has turned into the rainbow flag colors. How do you feel about that? Do you have no opinion? I don't care. It's just lights. It's colors. (sighs) Folks, the White House is the people's house. It's property of the people. That president doesn't own that place. He doesn't own the jet he loves to fly around on, Air Force One. We do. We pay for it. He doesn't pay for a thing. It's not a billboard for Obama's political agenda, but apparently it is, and apparently we allow it. There should be some hue and cry, an official hue and cry among the Congress that we elected to say, hey, no, no, no. You don't be making it a, a statement like that. The president can't be taking sides like that. This is what Barack Hussein Obama said on 710 of 2015 on the Rachel Maddow show. Is she still on? She's an angry lady. Oof. Air quotes. What happened in South Carolina was a good start, but, it, but I won't rest. This is Obama speaking, by the way. What happened in South Carolina was a good start, but I won't rest until all the relics of racism are taken down. I plan to implement new higher taxes on gatherings of white conservatives, starting with the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota. We can't out and out shut them down immediately, but this will be a good start. Trust me. Bother you. Does this remind you of the prejudice and discrimination reflected by the Confederate flag? Uh, which, let me say this, it's a legal piece of history that now can't even be sold at flea markets without harassment. I'm stomping my foot now. You can't see it, you can't hear it, but there should be a law. Actually, there is. I don't think much of this guy, Chris Rock, he's a comedian, but something he said I thought was, and I know that he said this because uh, I've, I've seen him quoted elsewhere, and, and he's a, he said, look, I did say it. I'm, I'll stand for it. White people must start owning their actions, Chris Rock said. Yeah, we need to stop feeling guilty for stuff we didn't do. It was black people who sold other black people into slavery, and the first slave owner in America was black. 
All the ghettos in America are run by Democrats, and more white people are shot and killed by cops than are black people. Last time I checked, it was black people looting their own businesses and killing their own people. So tell me again who needs to start taking responsibility for their actions. That's according to Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, USMC.com. The Honorable Colonel, and I, I know this guy. He actually has my book. Great guy. The Honorable Colonel Allen West said, Yippee! The Confederate battle flag has been removed from the grounds of the South Carolina State Capitol, and just like that, it solves the problem of black-on-black crime and killings. Now we'll see the out-of-wedlock birth rate in the black community drop from 75%. That's what it is. The out-of-wedlock birth rate in the black community is 75%. There will be better educational opportunities in schools in South Carolina's black communities and all across America. As a result of taking down the flag, the black unemployment rate will drop, especially the almost 40% black teenage unemployment rate. We'll we'll now see an economic entrepreneurial boon in the inner cities because the Confederate battle flags have been lowered. And, oh, there'll be no more gangs of blacks beating on whites, as we saw in Ohio recently. Yep, the liberal progressive media shouted, squirrel, and the entire nation went a-running. All the yelling and shouting by the crowds was evidence of those who lack grace, respect, and dignity. Former South Carolina Gamecocks football coach Lou Holtz remarked that when you get to the end zone, you should act like you've been there before. So what does the lowering of the Confederate battle flag have to do with the killing of little seven-year-old Amari Brown in Chicago? Anybody know when his funeral is? Anybody? You want to know what it's about? I'll tell you. Give a listen. My friend Kay Rivoli. One and all Cause we are more divided now Why Dr. King would be appalled If you don't agree with their policies Or what they have to say Well, nine times out of ten My friend, the racist cards they'll play Racist, racist, racist is the word If you want to hit the news Why better stick that in your blur
That's my friend Kay Rivoli of the Rivoli Review. They're awesome. If you go to uh, facebook.com backslash uh, God and Country Radio, you will see links to them. They're absolutely awesome. Kay and Ron Rivoli, good, good people. Hey, my friends, and they're great friends of the show, my friends Elizabeth Letchworth. I I don't know if it's pronounced Christ or Christ. And uh, she has remarried and... A wonderful, wonderful lady, happy as can be. And my dear friend, Andrea Shea King, both have been on the show several times. Well, Andrea, I think, has only been on once or twice. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal patriots and great people. They have really successful radio shows and writing careers and and are absolutely just some of the best-informed people I know and just awesome human beings, straight up, just straight up awesome. Um, They sent me this article, An Eight-Mile Convoy of Pickups, and this has to do with uh, Ocala. There's some there's some crazy-ish getting ready to go on in Florida. Uh, the eight-mile convoy of pickups, motorcycles, and cars wound through a central Florida town on Sunday in a show of support for the Confederate flag as a backlash against its banishment from public landmarks across the South picks up steam. Horns blared and hundreds of the rebel flags. See, that's what I've always known it to be, by the way. This is not in the article. Um, I've always known it to be the rebel flag. And, you know, I lived in the South, and uh, I never, I never, in all the time, and I lived near Memphis, and, and, I, and I spent a lot of time in the South, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. I never got the whole racist flag business. I, I never did. It, it, it always struck me as a sign of Southern pride. Um, they were proud. I say this about Texans all the time. You know, Texans have a great sense of pride. They're Texans first, and then uh, United States citizens second. Their 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 loyalty is to Texas, and I like that. I like that. Very independent. So, uh, rebel flags fluttered as more than 1,500 vehicles and some 4,500 people turned out for the Florida Southern Pride Ride in Ocala, Florida. Great place. I've been there. According to police estimates, vehicles from states across the South and as far away as California participated. That flag has a lot of different meetings to a lot of different people, said David Stone, 38 years old, who organized the event. It doesn't symbolize hate unless you think it's hate. And that's your problem, not mine. Amen, brother. Organizers announced the event as the South embarked on an emotional debate over the flag symbolism in the aftermath of a massacre of nine blacks by a white gunman in a Charleston church last month. Now, let me jump in here. Um, I'm really, really, really uh, frustrated by this because um, you, you, if, if, if a black person kills white people, it's not automatically assumed that it's a, a, a race crime. It's a, a hate crime. But wh- whenever a white person, which is far more the rarity, kills a black person, it's automatically just given – that hey you know what it's this is a this is a hate crime this is racial and i'm tired of that it's, it's an assumption that's unfair to make quite frankly in south carolina lawmakers um by the way the the suspect in church shootings had posed with a flag and photos post uh, posted on a website 
In South Carolina, lawmakers moved quickly to take the flag down from the state house grounds in Columbia, a long-standing demand of those who see it as a divisive symbol of the South's pro-slavery legacy. You know, pro-slavery legacy. I just, folks, think about this. Think think about that statement in and of itself, pro-slavery legacy. It's a ridiculous assumption. Alabama and scores of municipalities have taken similar steps since the June 17th massacre. Listen, if I lived in the South, the fact is I don't I don't live in the South. I'd like to live in the South, but I, I don't live in the South, but I feel bad for them. Because people that live in the South, man, you're you you are being called pro-slavery and and racist and all that stuff just cuz you're from the South. You do that anywhere else with any other ideology, and man, you're you're, you know, hate speech. You're crushing my ability to express myself. Alabama and scores of municipalities have taken similar steps since the June 17th massacre, but the national push to pull the controversial icon from stores and public displays is being met with determined resistance in some corners of the United States. Thank God. Let me let me say this. This is not the article. This is Dr. Sean. This is Ninja Pastor talking. Folks, can I ask you something? Can I just ask you something simple? I mean, help a brother out. What if it was somebody found a fence with the rainbow flag? And they said, look, we want this taken down. To a lot of people, what that flag represents uh, is debauchery. It's it's. It's a lot of other stuff. So, you know, to some people, that represents that. A lot of people are offended by it. So let's say this originated with that. Would there be the hue and cry that there is now? There wouldn't. You know there wouldn't. You know why? Because the left wouldn't stand for it. But we fold. Governor of South Carolina said that one of the reasons why this affected her so much and why she wanted to do this was because she remembers her dad, you know, used to be made fun of for his turban. So she could identify. Let me say, Nikki Haley is is, a, is an excellent governor and, and an excellent conservative, but, and I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, I'm not going to just wholesale reject her. But this was dumb. This was a decision made wholly and completely wrongly. Back to the article. Supporters such as those who drove through Ocala on Sunday insist the flag is an honorable symbol of regional pride, a mark of respect for Southern soldiers who died in the American Civil War. Folks, let me let me give you a little piece of history. It wasn't just white Confederate soldiers that died during the American Civil War. It was also black Confederate soldiers. People say they can't be, you know. Then they were forced to fight. No. Not the case. I'm not saying that in all, every case, but no. 
in Ocala, the seat of Marion County. Very nice people there in Ocala, by the way. An administrator had ordered the Confederate flag's removal from a government complex. But now this is an administrator had ordered the Confederate flag's removal from a government complex. But last week, county leaders overruled the order, and the banner is again flying atop the building. It's just about heritage. I'm upset they want to remove a piece of history, said Jessica McCree, 29 years old, an Ocala native and employee of a law enforcement agency who participated in Sunday's ride. In Hurley, Virginia, the rebel flag is more visible than ever as residents show their support for keeping the local high school's logo, which features the Confederate flag waving from a Saber. Now, here's where the backlash is coming. Mississippi, whose state flag incorporates the design of the Confederate banner, is divided. The city of Hattiesburg has removed all state flags from city buildings, but just three miles away, the town of Petal has voted to fly the state flag at all of its city buildings. Mississippi Republican Governor Phil Bryant has refused to call a special legislative session to address the issue, resisting calls to do so from leading state officials. In a 2001 statement referendum, Mississippians overwhelmingly endorsed keeping the state flag's design. A backlash is beginning, said Ben Jones, a spokesman for the Sons of Confederate Veterans, which represents 30 thousand descendants of confederate soldiers we are putting flags up every time one is taken down we put up five or six of them jones is a former democratic congressman from georgia who starred in the hit 1980s tv comedy series which has now been taken off by tv land the dukes of hazard said he's been selling out of the replicas for sale at his show themed stores in tennessee and virginia the show featured a stock car dubbed the general lee with an image of the confederate flag on its roof now, in that show, I don't know how many of you remember that show. I don't think it was on that long, but I remember watching it. It was kind of silly, but let me tell you, there was nothing racist in the show. Racism was never uh, amplified or even it, – it, it, it just didn't happen on the show. It just didn't. If you saw the show, you know the Confederate flag was on the roof of the car, but there was no racism in the show. By the way, North Carolina, this is interesting. This was a surprise to me. And North Carolina's Department of Motor Vehicles recently sold out of a series of specialty license plates featuring the Confederate flag. They sold out of them. This is North Carolina's Department of Motor Vehicles. I love this. love hearing this. It has ordered more of the plates, which may be discontinued in the future, of course. Not everyone in rural Ocala was in sympathy with the ride, which police said was peaceful. Imagine that. Peaceful people flies in the face of everything we hear about white people, extremist white people. Somehow or another, you know, it, 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 you know, we can get over a million people to gather together in Washington, D.C. on the mall, and not a piece of trash gets left behind. There were no fights, no nothing. But we're the extremists. We're the danger. It's ridiculous. I have a great uh, friend. We've been really close friends since kindergarten. He happens to be a black guy, black and Native American. And and I can tell you that all this stuff makes him sick. He just said it's ridiculous. That's the term he gives for it. 
Oh, by the way, have you guys heard of this? Uh, I don't know. Probably some of you have. Uh, I Sometimes when I say stuff, people say that cannot be. They say it can't be. I encourage you to go to our – because just about everything I say is um, – it is on um, the Facebook page. Let me see here. Let me make sure. Let's see here. I don't know. I have to go over here and check. There we go. Handled. I have a mastery. I'm a mastery of the of the internets. Okay, so on July 7th, the Memphis City – this is real. I'm, I'm just telling you this stuff is real. You can look it up. You can do search engines and all that stuff to see that this is this is true. On July 7th, the Memphis City – by the way, I did call the Memphis City Council and ask them, is this really true or is this wrongly being reported? And they proudly said, oh, no, it is true. It's very true. We're going to work hard to, to eliminate all mention and, and – of any of all sad heritage that points to racism in leaders, white leaders that are known for slavery and amplifying and supporting uh, racism and slavery. Well, Memphis City Council voted, you know, literally, they did that. Exhumed the body. I asked for the lady's name so I could give her credit, but she said no. So I told her I would imitate her on the radio. She wasn't amused. The Memphis City Council voted unanimously to exhume the body. That means dig up for folks that don't know. That means dig the body up that's been there for 100 years. Exhume the body of Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest from its 110-year resting place and move it to another location. By the way, it's not just him. The body of Forrest's wife will be exhumed as well. According to local Memphis um, and I think they mean to say local Memphis television or radio. The council voted to exhume forest remains from Health Sciences Park on Union Avenue. Oh, I've been down there, Union Avenue. They plan to sell a statue of forest as well. They are thinking of selling the statue to anyone who wants it. Forrest was a businessman who became wealthy in the cotton trade prior to the Civil War. He abandoned that to fight federal forces once the war commenced, eventually becoming a lieutenant general in the Confederate Army. He was known for waging brutal warfare against federal forces in Mississippi and Tennessee. The Forrest family has made it clear that they are solidly opposed to digging up the graves and moving them anyplace. They are opposed to moving this statue as well. Some believe the Memphis City Council vote is another example of anti-Confederacy hysteria that swept parts of the country after a photo surfaced of alleged Charleston gunman Dylan Roof posing, by the way, he was on uh, psychotropic drugs, had an illegal gun, posing with a Confederate flag, but City Council member Janice Fullalove, I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. Full of love. Asked if the, and I'm not even mispronouncing that to make it funny. It's how it's pronounced. Asked if the move has something to do with rumored $500 million University of Tennessee expansion that would use the land where Forrest is currently buried. You can, uh, at AWR Hawkins, 
uh, at AWR Hawkins. That's where you can uh, you can tweet this guy or AWR Hawkins at Breitbart.com. He's the one that wrote that. It's real stuff, folks. I, I'm not kidding you on this. Totally not kidding you. This is real. This is happening. Hey, um, I guess, gosh, we only have 22 minutes left. Are you ready for another Ferguson or Baltimore? You're bored. You want to see more buildings burnt. You want to see more... You want to see more mayhem. You want to see more police officers getting rocked and bottled and not fighting back. Ironically, this is going to happen potentially in Ocala, Florida. This time, the underserved are angry that the police roughed up a drug king, not a alleged drug kingpin. He is a drug kingpin. He is absolutely a drug kingpin. He He's a black guy. Uh, he peddled drugs and violence against black people and white people, too, but most of his market was black people on a very large scale. But, you know, those mean white cops, hashtag Black Lives Matter, my butt. Here's an article uh, from Marion County. This was published uh, August 12, 2014. Five, 2014. This is not 2014. Five sheriff's deputies have been suspended without pay for using excessive force during a drug trafficking bust last week in Ocala. A video of the incident shows deputies used excessive force to arrest the suspects. Now, first of all, I'm going to just tell you I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it shows it or not. Thursday morning, the Marion County's Sheriff's Office assisted in the arrest of five people in connection to serious drug trafficking charges in Ocala. Deputies arrested 43-year-old Derek Price, 36-year-old Eddie Perez, along with 42-year-old Casey Starks, his brother 35-year-old Marcus Starks, and 33-year-old Nicole Redank. They also seized several high-end cars, $39,000 in cash, tens of thousands of dollars in illegal drugs, and more from Price's homes, home and four other homes in the Marion Oaks area. Let me interrupt myself here to just say, by the way, uh, Jerry brings up a good point. What is all this exhuming and name-changing costing, plus the lawsuit? Sounds like a, a, a lefty lawyer paradise. Follow the money. And you know what? I'll tell you what else. Who is going to pay that? You are, folks. You're being forced to pay for stuff that you never signed off on. So... Taking a hit of my Pellegrino. Get my minerals. So several high-end cars, $39,000 in cash, tens of thousands of dollars in illegal drugs, and more from Price's Homes and four other homes in the Marion Oaks area. And th- these homes were, and cars and all this stuff were bought with drug money that's killing a community. So these are dangerous people. This is This is a high-level drug kingpin. This is not some little corner guy trying to make enough money for for bread for his kids. You got to help us. You you got to help us. You got to help us. You got to help us. 
man, our this is this is the black community saying, hey, you got to help us. We're we're being overridden by crime. We're blah blah blah. You know, oh man, we're this is bad. Somebody help us. So we do. So the police go in, and the poor guy gets a little roughed up. I don't care if he was a lot roughed up, frankly. Look, if you people don't feel like it's it's uh, again, I haven't seen the video, but again, he's a drug kingpin. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm I'm just going to say, at some point or another. The bad guys, if they get tuned up, that's what we used to, not that I ever did that, but when I was a police officer, but I'm saying, you know, the bad guys, if, if they get tuned up, they know they can't resist arrest without paying a price. You sell drugs, you're going to pay a price. You hurt kids, innocent kids, you get them hooked on drugs, you're going to pay a price. Look, at some point or another, somebody's got to say, hey, you know what, we're not going to tolerate this. These people don't operate in a vacuum, folks. They don't operate in a vacuum. By the way, at six thirty tonight, she doesn't know I'm gonna I'm gonna uh push this, but at six thirty tonight, hosted by my dear friend Elizabeth Letchworth, uh at six thirty, so you have time and when my show is over at six, you have time. Elizabeth Letchworth is gonna do a show. Hear the latest from Congress College tonight. At 6:30, where we talk about Hillary and her lies and more. Listen, you want to um, you, you want to find out the good, solid truth on stuff by somebody that wants to know, somebody that does know, I should say. Uh, you know, she's she's incredible. Seriously, seriously incredible. Same channel here. If you're on Block Talk Radio, just go over there and you find her, and boom. So anyway. MCSO, which is Marion County Sheriff's Office, spokesperson James Pogue says a surveillance video was obtained and reviewed by the officer supervisors, Pogue stated. Once it was reviewed, it found out found it was found that, in our opinion, that the use of force was excessive. Marion County Sheriff's Office would not comment Monday on which suspect the force was used on or the content of the video, but the sheriff decided to take action by suspending five deputies. Jesse Terrell, Trevor Fitzgerald, James Amaday, Cody Hopple, and Adam Crawford are all suspended without pay. Folks, I don't know if they're still suspended, if they were fired. I don't know any of that stuff. But this is all coming back now. This is all being brought up, um, and they're trying to get a handle on it before it happens because they're going to leak this video. This is the game plan. They're going to, you know, the left is going to leak this video and start another mess. Now, I happen to think that the people in Ocala, Florida, aren't going to be like the people in Baltimore, Maryland, or in Ferguson, Missouri. I don't think the good people in Ocala are going to allow a bunch of street burning and building burning and looting and cars turning over and police officers being sent to the slaughter with no hope of defense. I just don't I just don't think old Ocala runs that way. But, you know, the problem won't be the folks from Ocala. It'll be the people that get bust in. That's that's where your trouble comes. Your community organizers. Your Al Sharptons. You know as well as I do, that's where your problem comes. 
Anyway, the investigation has been handed over to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Pogue stated they can investigate it without bias, and they can confer with the state's attorney's office as to what course of action needs to be taken. TV20 was not able to copy the video, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about that? Drug kingpin. Oh, they hurt me. I got a boo-boo during the arrest. We're a soft people, folks. And when I look at all the different stuff I told you at the outset of the show, you know, we're going to talk about so many of the different things that are going on in this country and in this world. It scares me because we don't have the cojones to deal with a known drug kingpin. Guy gets some bumps and bruises. Oh, it's a lawsuit. It's a we're 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 uh we're having protests. Community, my friend Jerry, the community grievance organizers, that's that's what they organize. That's what they organize. They're not about these community. They're not about helping communities. Look at the places where they are. Look at look at all these places. None of them get better. But it scares me because we have an enemy called ISIS. Americans' fear of of the ISIS is turning terror into a major election issue. Remember, July fourth, we were told that there were many, many uh, plots that were foiled here in the United States terror plots that were foiled. They told us they would hit us, and, they, and, and the government, uh, our government officials, our police officials, uh, both federal and, and local, say, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we stopped them. We stopped all of them. Supposedly uh, 40, 40, 40, 41, I think. Forty-one. That's what they said. Ridiculous. Hey, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying that we didn't have those threats. But why aren't we hearing about it? Why aren't we hearing about the different ones? If these are the the case, why aren't we hearing? Why isn't the news media reporting on all of the different terror plots that were foiled? They're just saying that they were. And yet, we're supposed to, you know, have a lot of faith that the FBI and Department of Homeland Security that they've actually stopped 41 plots July 4th. We're to believe that, but they didn't stop Boston bombing, and they knew about those guys. They were there on the ground. They knew about those guys. So Adam Johnson put this list together of how Homeland Security and FBI are 0 for 40, is what they're saying. October 2001, potential use of chemical, biological, and radiological nuclear weapons. November 2001, California Bridges. 2002, February, Hollywood Studios. 2002, Statue of of Liberty. 2002, 4th of July holiday. 2002, stadiums. 2002, landmarks. Uh, Al-Qaeda to attack Amtrak in October, 
spectacular Al-Qaeda attacks, apartment, hotels, sports arenas, and amusement park attack in February of 2003, possibility of multiple attacks, attempt to affect the outcome of the presidential election. I, I think they did do that. Success. Military facilities and larger gatherings on July 4th, 2004. In July, VA hospitals, August 2004. Dirty bomb, 2005. In January, March 2005, U.S.-Mexican border issues. We already know they're coming in. New York City and Baltimore subways, to October 2005. This, these are the, this is the list that they're saying. Um, it's a long list. I'm not going to read you the whole list, but it, you know. We don't we don't know anything about this. They're saying that these are all threats that they stopped, that they were effective. Do you believe them? Do you? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not an anarchist, but I don't believe them. I think they're liars. I think they're liars. Yet your president says, "Look, you're not going to beat ISIS with guns and bullets. You're going to, you know, you're not going to meet. You're not beat their ideology with force. You you beat you beat them by better ideas. To me, that alone is treason. This whole this whole deal. By the way, how about cyber terrorism and the uh, what was it uh, last week? In the last week." All the things, Wall Street Journal, the New York Stock Exchange, United Airlines, all these things shut down. They were shut down, folks. Well, we really think it was China, but it wasn't terrorism. You feel safe? Come on, people. You shouldn't feel safe. I'm encouraging you to not feel safe. Because you're not safe. You're not safe at all. You know, I get asked about this Jade Helm a lot. Jade Helm 15. J-A-D-E-H-E-L-M 15. Seven states involves over 1,200 troops. And I think that number, quite frankly, is low. I do. I do. I, th- I think that number's low. I-, I think 1,200 troops, I think it's more than that. We aren't securing our borders. We're, we're, we're not devoting uh, sufficient funds to our military, either in terms of their care during or after their service. We're not creating an efficient military force. We're not doing any of those things. We've already proven that the, the VA is an abomination, which should sicken you, and you should do something about it. But we're going to conduct a secret training mission for two months over the course of seven – over the area of seven states – and these are our most elite forces. These are these are our top top tier tier one guys. Oh, they're bored. Maybe the training at their their military bases. Uh, it's boring. We don't want to do that. Let's go out into the communities. But we need new terrain. We this is boring. We've been on this base. And it's too much. It's not good training anymore. Aren't you suspicious of it? I am suspicious of it. I, I don't. I don't understand it. And I think it's it's too much secrecy, and and I don't trust this president. So, 
But look, we're not going to get taken over by 1,200 people. So um, that we know, special forces are not. We're not. That's not happening. This is from the Boston Globe. You know, this has taken some mainstream concern. Yes, it has. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas he, in, in April he requested that the Texas State Guard monitor the federal military. See, this is not a National Guard operation. This is the federal military. You see coming into states, not telling them anything about it, and they're operating like this. Are are you listening? Are you getting what I'm saying? The governor of Texas knows nothing about it. Oh, I'm sorry, 1,200 units. 1,200 units of troops. Well, that's a big difference. Somebody just sent me uh, 1,200 different units. Well, folks, that's that's a whole different dealio right there. That's a big deal. Again, I can't know everything about everything, so I don't, you know, I haven't really, I've got some buddies who are special forces guys who are commanders and rank and file guys too. Uh, you know, they don't, they either don't know Maybe, you know, I don't know. I trust them. I think they'd tell me. <sighs> that's a big difference, man. That's a that's a huge number then. So, um, but my notes here said 1,200 troops, so I apologize. I got that wrong. It's, um, it's 1,200 units, apparently. So this is a big thing. This is huge. Governor Abbott said... Uh, Let's see here. He he emphasized that the overwhelming majority of Texans support the United States military, but blame President Obama for the sowing distrust. Um, for sowing distrust, the cause of the underlying concerns is that we see instances like a shooting in Fort Hood by a terrorist that the president labels, and, and I mean he immediately labeled workplace violence. We see that the president has come to the border in Texas to say and says it's safer than it's ever been. Abbott told the Austin-based NBC affiliate KXAN-TV. And so I think it was a misplaced perception by people in Texas who have problems with the Obama administration and connected that trust with the Obama administration to the military. A lot of secrecy. It's an awful lot of secrecy. Awful lot. Too much. You understand that, right? It's 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 this ought to be resonating with you. Seven states over the course of seven states, this is going on, and nobody knows anything, even the, even the politicians that are in those states. Yeah, we're going to come to your state and we're going to take over stuff, and we're going to have tanks and we're going to have, you know, uh, light carriers and we're going to have all kinds of military armament moving all through your state. And, you know, we're not going to really tell you what we're doing. Just trust us. It'll be fine. You heard of TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Implementation of the Trans-Pacific Partnership is one of the primary goals of the trade agenda. You know what? We're out of time. I don't know. How did this happen? How did this happen? You know, there's this little thing called a clock I should look at. 
I really should try. Thank you all for joining us. Well, we're going to finish this next week. I'm going to stop right here because I've got like 12 days of material. And, and every week more stuff happens, and, and you just can't believe it because you say this just, this can't be. This can't be. This This cannot happen. Not here, but it does. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. Man, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I want you to know you matter. Subscribe to the show. Go over to the Facebook page. Click on uh, sign up. Bada boom, bada bing, you're done. Follow me at Twitter, at The Ninja Pastor. I really appreciate it. Go see us at TheNinjaPastor.com. Love y'all. Love America. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.